So we're up to page 10 in the Ayan Bays. We're going to begin page, chapter 6, but let me summarize chapter 5, which is the beginning of the second discourse of this uh, long series. So in essence, just briefly, what he's addressing now is dissecting and and analyzing in detail what we call Ur Pnimi, the internal light, the internal energy, which is referring to that which manifests, as he calls it, his slapshus, of the energy within the container. And in a very meticulous way, he's going through every detail of how the energy is specific and how the energy is specific to each container. And each container is crafted and um, and commensurate, tailored to its particular energy. So, for example, the mind, the intellect, is within the brain, the larger, the top of the head. The brain has a physical location in the human body, and that's where the mind rests. So, though the mind has impact on the rest of the body, as a central nervous system, you can write intelligence with your fingers, you can walk in an intelligent way based on how your mind is directing it, but that's just a reflection of the mind. It's not its primary location. It's not its primary space. And the key thing to know with that is because he's making that it's important. Because if the mind is everywhere, then we're back to square one. Then there isn't an individualized, unique, defined place for the mind. There is a unique place. That's the brain. Except it affects the rest of the body. It affects the emotions. And the same thing with the emotions. They can affect other parts of and other faculties of the human being. But they have their... <coughs> unique and an exclusive, distinct spot. So essentially what it comes down to is that we have here in the world of Atsilut, he is um, the world of Atsilut, which is the supernal man, which is a reflection of our, the man below, meaning the human being below, and our structure of existence is a reflection of uh, the world of Atsilut. So Atsilut, like we, have faculties and the energies fit into particular containers. So to an Atsilus, that world of Atsilus, there's the energies and the fact and the containers, Oris and Kalim, and they are commensurate to each other. So even though God Himself does not have a shape and form, but He manifested. God manifested in, as He used the verse from Ezekiel, Al Musa Kise on the image. Of the of the of the throne was the image of a human. So we're talking about the supernal human being, which is how God manifests in this structure that we're discussing, and this structure is a very defined structure of containers of energies and containers. So now we'll continue in chapter six. Okay. Yeah. One question. So this Let is basically the analysis of the structure of existence, as opposed to, if you recall, the beginning of the discourse, this was all coming to explain how the contrast to Rotson, to will, which is a, a makif, a surrounding and all-encompassing energy that does not have a particular defined space. So in other words, to understand that and appreciate that overall energy, we need to have the specifics. So that's how he began this uh, discussion here. Back in chapter uh, one and chapter two, go ahead. Okay, you just said... which is the difference between kesa, the crown, and the rest of the spheres. So to understand the kesa, to understand the crown, we have to first understand the structure. And of course, he's going to through that explain how the structure connects to that which is beyond the structure. You just said uh, uh, in the world of Azil, the supernal man is a reflection of the man below. I said, actually, I meant to say yeah, the other way around. Yeah, that's right. That the, the man below is a reflection of that. Yeah, but it goes both ways, because yeah, the fact yeah. is, below, we actually have the real shape and form of a man. In Ezekiel's vision, he says that, uh, that, uh, that, that, that on the, on the, there's a vision, there's an image of a man, not necessarily a physical man. It's only the image of a man. Okay, so we're now in chapter 6, page 10.
and this is the reason this meaning this fact that we just discussed that the energies have a particular location and are fitting into the containers this will also explain how the how the containers have an impact that works backwards and affects the energies so this is the reason This is the reason that the containers impact, affect, influence the energies. It affects them that they should become like the personality, like the the personality, the um, identity of the of the containers. In other words, we're not talking about energies that remain this disconnected let's say the light of the sun the light of the sun wherever it shines it's really equal whether it shines in a garbage dump or it shines shines on a palace whether it shines in your living room window or it shines in your bedroom window or it shines in your bathroom window they are all equal light yes you can put on sunglasses you can put on a shades and have the colors the light will come through with different colors but the light itself does not tailor itself to the containers. What he's going to explain here, on the other hand, Arpnimi, internalized light, the light of the faculties, like the light of Atsilus, and the, that connects with the containers, there they do fit each other. So just like the containers accommodate the, the, the energies, the energies too are influenced and impacted by the containers that they become shaped by those containers. Like we see, like it is in the action of creation, of existence, not just creation, of um, the, the entire, the entire, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not just going to bringing into being all of existence. So it says that this is back to the Zohar. This is back to the expression of the Zohar that we referred to earlier. We said he, iu, v'chayuchad. He is one with his, with energy and is one with the containers. So it says the creation happens through the containers. The iu That's an expression from the Tanya chapter section four, the chapter twenty. Um, so in Agarus Akedus she speaks about how. The creation comes to be. So in a sense, God uses the containers through which he creates. See the containers as the as the paintbrush uh-huh. that the artist uses to create existence. So the paintbrush is one with the painter. In the case, for example, of an actual physical painter, the paintbrush and the paint are not one with him. But in God's situation, God is one. It says he is one with the containers through which he creates ex nihilo, something from nothing. She explains, the actual bringing things into being, the creation, is through the energy. You know, the paintbrush has nothing of its own. It's just, a, it's just a tool. If there was no energy, a paintbrush would just be an inanimate object sitting in a pail and unable to do anything. So what brings, energy, what, what brings things into creation, what brings the painting of existence into creation is the energy, the earth. Like he says in the Gersh HaKodesh, Gersh HaKodesh are the holy letters, holy epistles, really referring to the fourth section of Tanya, which consists of letters, in the section that begins, Iu V'chayu, this is section 20. So chapter 20. It's called Iu V'chayu, and this Zohar. He says, Ihu, He, and V'chayu, and his energy, or his light, is one. The reason that, that energy carries the power to create, because as he explains in Tanya, because energy and light is a reflection of its source, as opposed, for example, to um, if I if I uh, um, pour you a cup of water, so once that water is poured into your cup, right, that water is disconnected from its source. Light, on the other hand, never gets disconnected from its source. Even when the sunlight reaches the earth, it's still one and it's still a reflection of the source. Move away the source, and the light will disappear. 
the cup of water I give you, even if I take away the source of the water, the pitcher, or the brook of water, or the fountain, the water is still yours. So there are two types of entities in existence. One, which is an extension of and a reflection of its source at all times. Take away the source that thing ceases to be, which means all its, its entire personality, all it is is to reflect its source, to illuminate, to radiate with the source's power. And that's the power, that's the energy. And then there's another form, which I just I gave an example, water or any other transmission, that is not necessarily, it comes from a source, but it doesn't necessarily reflect the source. You know? So, so uh, to use another example, and since I mentioned a painter, a painter can make a painting, but the painting doesn't necessarily mean it reflects the whole personality of the painter. He can paint something that's not like him. Light, on the other hand, energy, divine energy, is actually reflects its source. So this is what he explains in Tanya. So since light, energy, is similar to, and is a is a it it it, it is an extension of a reflection of the personality of its source. And in this case, the source here is God, the essence of God, who is the only entity that can create something from nothing. Right? Nothing else in existence has the power to create. This power, the it's only in Atzmus. And this extends and has transmitted this power to create through energy. But here we have a dilemma. Energy is too amorphous to create. However, from the energy itself, there cannot begin, nothing, an existence of substance cannot emerge. Think of it this way. The sun can transmit light, warmth, energy to earth, but it doesn't create the earth. It warms the earth. It illuminates the earth. But the sunlight doesn't have power because the sun doesn't, the sun, all it does is a, is a luminary that brings light and warmth to this universe. Right? Yep. So the sun can, but how do you create earth? In other words, light itself is just energy. Energy doesn't create something that is a piece of substance. Energy can influence the substance. Right? This table was not created by light. So here is what he explains. That's why oh, well, that's why you're going to need containers. But let me read it inside here. Are you following? Yeah, I said one question. Yeah. Back, back up so the divine that. God, the essence of God, has the power to create. The way he creates is through light, energy. But energy itself is still a state of non-substance. So now he's going to explain how the energy also has containers that also were created by God. And through those containers, that's the paintbrush that she uses to create. So think of it like this. The painter has a concept that he wants to communicate, wants to convey. That concept is an energy. That energy will ultimately come, will, will appear on the canvas. But it cannot appear without a paintbrush because it remains in an amorphous energy state would be like you having an idea, but you didn't write it down. To write it down, you need to have that pen and paper and ink and write, write the words down. So the words themselves are just containers, or the pen, rather. The pen in your hand are just containers to the energy that you're conveying through that writing Where? or through the pen. So, so, oh, so here we have three things, really. The essence, this is the source God. We have his energy, which, which reflects his essence and carries the power of creation. But then we will have containers, the paintbrushes and the instruments that become the agents through which the light creates. You wanted to ask something? Yeah. And the first the first was the, uh, the second was the energy, the, the essence. Yeah. The essence. Okay. So when you talked about the light, uh, the light. Right. Now, what we're talking about not light now we're talking we're not talking about the uh, what's the word the uh, there's one aspect of light that's it's, it's beyond we're talking about the expression of the light right yes of course and what's the other now, the essence is not expressed the, right the essence is no expression at all 
Light is an expression of the essence. That's good, a reflection expression. But expression enough is, let's put it this way, it's like the painter speaking or the painter thinking or the painter some way. And this is the meaning. This is the Indian. This is the subject. This is the topic. When we say, when we say, the God is one. He's explaining why the light itself cannot create a substance, a, a yes, an ego, an entity of substance. Because from the perspective of Shem Avaya, from the perspective of God's holy name, had the worlds, from that perspective of God's name, even the worlds, even after they're created, after they come into being, they still are completely nullified. They're completely nothing. Even after what comes into being? Existence. Even after So from the perspective of Hashem's name, we say Hashem Echad, God is one. From the perspective of that name, Yudke Vavke, God, God's name, existence of universe, from that perspective, it's also seen as nothing. It's null, nullified. Why? Because it's such an intense energy and such an intense power that everything is compared like nothing in this state. You know, think of it like the finite number compared to infinity or even beyond. Which means... From this Shem Havaya, from this name of God's name, the Yud Kevavke, the holiest name, this alone could not create existence of substance. Because it is an expression of the divine energy. That's what I was saying. Divine energy is, is like the divine. It is so intense and so much part of the divine unity that there's no room for existence. That's why, even after existence comes into being, that's why, compared on this level, something that exists is just as if it didn't exist. Do you understand that? Yeah. Because it's beyond it all. So then how does existence come into being? So that's why there's another name of God. It's called Elohim. So we're talking about two names now, Hashem and Elohim. Like we say in the blessings, Baruch HaTah Hashem Elokeinu, right? Yeah. So Hashem is referring to, in this context, light. It's a, it's a divine personality on its own, cannot really create. Hashem is Yudke Vavke, right? Yeah. It's four, the name of the four letters. Right. But then there's another name, a God manifests Elohim. And like it says in the verse in the book of Psalms, it says, Hashem Rishumag and Hashem Elohim. The sun and its and its shell. <coughs> it's another name for shell. The sun and its, you know, let me say something has like not a filter, has a casing, is Hashem Elohim, which means Hashem is the sun, and the casing around the sun The filter, the this, I'm trying to find the case in the shell, shell around the sun is Elohim. So this is how it's explained: that the name of Hashem, Havaya, on its own is just intense energy. Elohim, on the other hand, conceals conceals and hides and conceals. On the name of Hashem. So, therefore, from that, that allows the creation to bring into being the substance of existence. And it's explained in Tanya, in the second section, the end of the fourth chapter. Elokin, this is the level of containers that conceal, that veil the light, the energy. So we see from this, So we see from this that the energy 
makes impact according to the kalim, the containers. Like I mentioned, the paintbrush. Because on its own, it cannot really create the painting. Okay? Uh-huh. So, using that analogy, the painter has a concept. Right? He wants to convey that on a piece on a canvas. He uses, he brings that energy. That's that's the spirit, the idea, the feelings come from within him. The paintbrush don't create it, doesn't create anything, right? Yeah. But the paintbrush becomes his vehicle, yeah. his instrument that in a sense tailors the energy that he has within him. And it's according to and the paintbrush is the ultimately the tool that will put it on committed and committed to canvas. Okay? Yeah. So in a way you can say the energy on its own has to work through the paintbrush. He can't do something that the paintbrush cannot do for it to become a real tangible substance image on on, on the canvas. Same as with the creation. Okay? And what's the reason for this? Is the reason the reason is because the energies don't remain detached, but they become manifest. They actually become, in a way, you can say, they become permanently connected with with the containers. And manifest within the containers, right? Mamish. In other words, they don't remain somewhat apart or detached or outside of. They become one one with those containers. Mm-hmm. And they actually fit into them. Word is interesting sometimes is even used as being imprisoned. Here he's not saying it in, a, in an imprisoned fashion, but it means that you are, and it doesn't want to use the word trapped, but it means you're there, you're present. The, the energies are present in the containers and his slapshus. So it's two words he's using. Tfisa means it's very present. And slapshus means it actually dresses up in that garment. So when you dress this morning, you put on clothing, you are actually in your clothing. You're not half out of your clothing. You're actually in them while you're in them. It's not an exact example because clothing, if you remember, we discussed once and we learned is somewhat separate from your body. But think of it as your skeleton of your body. Mm-hmm. Skeleton of your body. Your soul is actually inside the skeleton of your body, and is there for the rest of your a person's life, for the duration of a person's lifetime. So the energies are actually tfisa and sapsus bikelim, as opposed, for example, we'll speak about the ormakis, which is like the will or pleasure or other things that are there but not there. They're not manifest in a particular. The eyeball, the, the <coughs> power of sight, is actually inside your eye. The, the brain has within the, the mind rests in the brain. God forbid somebody should do something to the brain, the ideas will no, will no longer flow. Or God forbid there's any brain damage. It will affect the flow. Even though the brain itself doesn't conceive of ideas, but it's the place where the mind rests as if it's its home. Think of it, it's found its home there. And while it's living there, it's completely there. And that's why And that's why the containers have such an impact and influence on those energies. Because if the energy was just like a guest and not really manifesting, so you could say, you know what? Like, like I mentioned with the sunlight, the sunlight comes and goes. It doesn't belong to, it doesn't become part of the objects it shines on. But since... But, but but so therefore, then the container will not have impact on the sun. As I said before, the sun can shine here, can shine here, and and, and doesn't have the same impact, and doesn't have any impact on the sun. It's no difference if the sun shines on a pile of garbage or on a pile of jewels. <coughs> the jewels don't make the sun more beautiful than the garbage defiles it. But in this case, where the containers, the energy actually enters the containers, the containers have impact on that energy. Now he's going to qualify it, of course. Nothing is just black and white. No simple. So, Omnam, 
ההסלאפשוס היא בבחינס איזגלוס, שאירס מזגלם בעקן. However, this islapsus, truly means this dressing, this getting dressed up, that the energies get dressed up inside of the containers, is, is really a form of revelation, that the energies reveal, are revealed within the containers. So we're not talking about a concealed state, where the energy, like, you know, let's say, you, um, the energy enters into a place where it gets completely lost, and darkened. It maintains its personality as energy and light. So it's a form of revelation within the containers, okay? Yep. This is a very important point. And that's because the containers are subjugated, are sublimated to the energies. We're not talking about an enemy here. You know, let's say you send somebody, you send something and they dress up, let's say, uh, like the enemy. Then they actually become the enemy. Well, they don't become, but they can't recognize them. Here, the containers are receptive to this energy. They're not an opposing force. They're receptive to it, and they're more than receptive. They're subjugated to these energies. And they're worthy of. They are catered to. They are um, tailored. They are appropriate state to receive that energy. Remember, the brain is an appropriate container for the mind. So we're not talking about something entering the brain and losing its entire personality. We're talking about the energy personality. So it's a symbiotic. You see what's going on here. Yeah. In other words, the containers have influence on the energy. The energy has influence on the containers. There's a very uh, delicate and interesting dance and balance over here. Okay? You following? Yep. Totally. Alkena since the containers are botla, subjugated to the energies, and they're ruim, they are fitting to receive these energies. That's why the energies radiate in a very in mamish, in a, in literally in a revealed way inside the container, and they have control and rule dominance over the containers. and they guide them. So it's not the containers telling the energy where to go. The paintbrush isn't telling the energy of the painter where to go. The, paint, the, the painter is telling the energy and the energy is informing the paintbrush what to do. You follow? Yep. By contrast, for example, when a person lives a life, a selfish, indulgent life, the body is telling the soul what to do. Imagine your paintbrush telling you, telling your soul what to do instead of your soul telling your paintbrush what to do. Follow? Yep. The hammer telling your hand instead of your hand directing your hammer. This is when you have hostility, war, crime, greed. Clear? Yep. Okay. Who Indian Paulus had Gilishair Paella Shiyu Gilibibia? And this is the effect, Paulus Agili, the effect of revelation that the energy causes there to be gilui, a revelation in the worlds below Atsilut. Remember, we're talking about Atsilut here. Because the energy and container are so, such a match and so fitting to each other, where the container on one hand affects the energy, but the energy on the other hand is revealed through the container because the container is subjugated and fitting for this type of energy. That's why the container doesn't stop the energy from flowing forward. That's why this, this combination of energy and container, that's called painter, energy, and paintbrush, actually cre create a revelation that the next worlds, Biyah, that the three worlds below Atsilas, Biyah, can benefit from. Okay? Yep. For whom Ashokosov, and this is what it says in the verse, HaChochma toiz lechochem yeson masod shlitim Wisdom helps or gives strength to a wise person more than ten governors in the city, rulers in the city. It's an expression in the book, I think, of the book of Proverbs. The Chachma, wisdom, strengthens a wise person 
more than 10 rulers that are in the city. You know, which is mainly basically meaning that's not 10 people who come tell them what to do. It's wisdom that governs. So what is the meaning in this? He's going to explain what this means. That these 10 um, rulers are analogy for the 10 utterances that God used when he created the world. We say when he said, like, let there be light, let there be heavens, let there be uh, sun and moon luminaries, let there be vegetation, let there be luminaries on day four, let there be animals, let there be man. See, there's 10 total utterances. In the story of Genesis, there are 10 expressions of let there be's. Okay? Uh-huh. Where do these ten come from? They are rooted in the ten spheres of Atzilut. And this is referring to the ten rulers in the city. This is the paintbrush, as you'll see in a moment. Shakelin poilam lias pu'ulis hayisavas aydishimastirim ala erkema. These ten utterances are containers. They're words. Light. Heavens. Sun. Okay? So the containers, the paintbrush, affect, impact and allow that there should be creation of existence. Because if God did not say, let there be light, for example, then God said, let there be existence. We wouldn't have an existence as we know it. Because what would it consist of? As I mentioned before, the energy of the painter is not enough. You need what colors, what shades, what details. The containers are what offer, uh, supply that. You follow? Mm-hmm. So essentially the creator of anything, or in this case the creator of the universe, or all of us, the painter has the painter. We talked about the essence, God's essence. Then the painter has the energy. That, can, that, that conveys the, 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 the essence, the soul of existence. And the paintbrush and the paint, in this case the ten utterances, define the details. And they all work together. If you only had paintbrush and paint and no energy, you obviously would have just an inanimate, meaningless, no creation. If you only had energy, it would be undefined. It would be too amorphous, as you said. Nothing exists. It's too, it's too beyond. So you need to have the containers that bring this down into reality. So we go like this, okay. Shakin, oh, but nevertheless, if that's the case, what's the wisdom? He's going to be dancing. Nevertheless, is It's wisdom that gives strength, or toys that that uh, is that supports. Or, or or empowers the chacham, the wise person. Not the ten, there's not the paintbrush and the ten to, and the ten tools, or instruments or containers that give him power. Is the wisdom that gives him power in order for there to be a gilui, the revelation of the light of the energy in the worlds of biyah, and that they should have a bittel, they should have humility, and they should have a sense of awe of that which is beyond them. And he says, "Why Mashakosim is looking inside the discourse of Shvuas Shashigdim Mutafre Samar Gimel, which was uh, said nine years earlier, the year tough uh, not five six um, six three." So you see what he's saying. So that's how he interprets the verse. That wisdom, wisdom is the energy, because the wisdom of the painter. Think of the wisdom of the painter is more important, gives him more power than the ten instruments that he uses, the ten that govern or rule in the city. Okay. We continue. And this is Vizel that Silasumutsa Bin Safa Maitzla Elan Abraham. Now he's adding. And this is the idea that Atsilus, the world of Atsilut, is the interface, the intermediary between Aaron Safa Maitzel, between the infinite divine light of the source 
of the emanator, Elan Evrayim, to the creatures. For there to be the revelation of the divine light in the worlds. Because here's the big question. As I pointed out, the whole theme of I am Bayes, how can these two meet? How can the twain meet? The finite and the infinite. The mortal and the immortal. The creature and the creator. So what he's going saying now is that Atsilus is that interface. Because Atsilus has a part of both. It's like the ultimate translator. Speaks the language of the divine and speaks the language of the creation. Because Atsilus, as we spoke about, has structure, but it's a divine structure. It has containers and it has lights and energies. So you see that it has both languages. The containers is the language of creation, the paintbrush, the details. The energies is the language of the divine. And these two meet and become one. That's why it's so vital, there's explanation that the containers are tailored to the container and the impact on the energies and are subjugated to them and are, and are um, fitting to them. And the energy in turn also works through these containers and is impacted by them. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Atsilis is this interface for the allow the divine light into existence. This is a very vital line here. Because this is the ultimate purpose, the ultimate goal, the ultimate kavana, the ultimate intention of the creation of the formation, not formation, of the bringing into the existence of Atsilis. So when you ask a question, what do you need Atsilis for? This is its purpose. In order in order for there to be a divine revelation within existence, within our worlds. So he's now going to explain that there's two aspects to this interface. One is that Atsilis is the paintbrush. And not only the paintbrush, the energy and the containers, the wisdom and the tools with which to create that interface, and it's also for us to retrace the steps, for us to be able to experience godliness. So think of it this way. It's an interesting way to look at it. We are the painting. Existence is the painting. Now, in in an analogy, the painting obviously doesn't speak back to the painter. But in our case, God wants to have a relationship with the painting. Okay? Uh Uh-huh. So, it is the paint brush and the tools and the painting itself that become an intermediary to, to relate to God. You know, there's like they say this example I once heard that uh, there was this brilliant man, painter, artist, this beautiful, beautiful painting of a farm. I think that's how it goes. And there were three people who came to analyze the painting. They wanted to figure out from the painting, the painter. So one said, the painter must be a farmer. Because he painted a farm so well, he must be a farmer. That's how he's able to paint. The other one said, no, he's absolutely not a farmer. He's just a brilliant guy that can paint something that he's not. In other words, the painting actually teaches us how distant he is from a farmer and from what he painted. So we only know about The only thing we know about him is that he's not what he painted, it's much more. And the third one came and said, no, he's both. He's so beyond that he was able to manifest and be as wise as a, as a farmer. So in the painting, you have the painter. Now the first one only saw him as a farmer, nothing more. The right. second one only saw more and not the farm, the farmer part. Good. And the third one says, no. So when we talk about God manifesting in the human, God is beyond it all, fine. But he chose to create a painting that reflects part of his personality. So if someone were to say, okay, I look at the painting and that's God, no. God is far beyond that. Someone will say, well, God is beyond the painting and we just, you know, we're just mortal creatures and can never touch him. That's also not correct. In the painting that he created, you can also touch who he is and also that which is beyond. Yeah, okay. You see? Gotcha. So Atsilut is the interface between the essence that's beyond the painter, into the painter, into the painting, and connects both both sides to it. As we shall learn, 
that Atzilut and the energies themselves, this is what we're talking about, the Pnimizdika, the ones that manifest, really teach us about God as He is and within existence. And as Keter, the crown that we began studying, will teach us about God as He is beyond existence. And then they both come together. That within existence you can experience that which is beyond existence. Pretty wild, no? Wild, yeah. Okay. So now he says, so this is the purpose of Atsilas in order for there to be a revelation of the divine within existence. Just like the Kishem Shem just like with the interface, the intermediary of Atsilas, with its intermediary effort. We have the creation of the existence of Biyah, the Riyah Yitzir the lower worlds. Kamoikain, so similarly, Kamoikain, the same thing. The ultimate purpose and inner purpose of Atsilas, inner intention, inner intent, is that through the, through it should be the revelation of godliness in the world of Biyah. So not just to create it, not just to paint it, but that we should also connect to it. That's the beauty here. So it's not just he put the painting in place and he needed the paintbrushes, but they actually should have a relationship and that the, 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 the painting should be able to sense it's the painter. The creation should be able to sense its creator. Okay? The Lula Atzilus, without Atzilus, without the world of Atzilus, we would not at all know about the, the infinite divine light. And there would have been no knowledge and comprehension of the divine within the creatures. They would never have any connection or knowledge of the divine. And there would never have been any revelation of divine faculties. Like, for example, the awakening of like the awakening of love and awe for God, etc., so he just said a whole bunch of things. Without Atsilas, we wouldn't have known about the divine altogether. There'd be no understanding or comprehension of divine in within existence, within creations. And there'd be no revelation of faculties. We wouldn't have the concepts of love and awe on the, 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 the divine, uh, divine aspects. For example, <coughs> animals don't have a concept of love and awe. By the Atsilas, who sheyesh gilel But through Atsilas, we have the reveal, we have the Gilele the revelation, divine revelation within, within the world. And the root of this transmission of this knowledge is from the level of Chachma. Because remember, Atzilus consists of ten spheres. He's going to say now that more specifically, it's coming from Chachma of Atzilus. This is the main Sheresh, the root of it. That's why that's why Chochma is racious, is the head, the beginning of the entire cosmic order. Like he said before, remember we said that the wise man gets strength from wisdom more than the ten rulers. So and this is what it says, and why? Because Chochma begins kli. Because Chachma, wisdom, is the container for the divine revelation that comes into an integrated and internalized. In other words, when a person does something, God says, do a mitzvah, put on film, to keep Shabbos, does it out of obedience, that's not integrated. That's his listening. The creature is listening to the Creator. Chachma as we shall learn at length, is an interface that allows you to integrate the divine in your life, to understand it, to appreciate it. Because as we said, this is not just about the painter making the painting and the painting just following the orders like a slave to its master. Here we want a relationship between the painting and the painter, between the creatures and the creators. And a relationship is that there's revelation, and that's where Chachma comes into place. Had it only, Had we only had the, 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 as I said, had we only said, had we not had Chachma, we would have known that God is beyond us, but we know that God is part of us. 
So Chachma wisdom becomes the, the, the interface within the interface. Although without Azila, we wouldn't have any sense of divine period. Right, right, right. So, but he's saying within Atzilus itself, the root of it all is Chachma within. Gotcha, it's gotcha. like Chachma is actually the Atzilut of Atzilut, if you want to really put it that way. And this is what it says in the verse. This is what it says in the verse that Avai Kenani, Reishis Darke, that God Kenani, Kenani means instilled, imbued, Kenani can also mean Kenyan, he acquired. Avai Kenani, he, it's true, this kind of means more from instilling. Avai Kenani, Reishis Darke, that God instilled. Reish's Darke, the beginning of his way, beginning of his path. The Reish's Gidea Kavu Bechachma. So, in other words, that God imbued and and instilled this beginning of the path. What's the beginning of the path? The beginning of the Kav. Remember, the Kav is the transmission. Which means the Reish's Gidea Kav, the Reish's Darke, the beginning of the path, beginning of God's path of transmitting and creating. Is in Chachma. <coughs> God sold, not sold to me, he allowed us to acquire, he passed on to us. It's probably the word. Reishu Zdarke, the beginning of his path. Li is the Kholos in Akav, because the general Kav, which is the, that transmitting light, that internalized light. The general kav, the general the kav literally means a line, but it means the line of transmission, the thread that that uh, transmits light after the tzimtzum. Its general purpose, its general its general Indian, its general idea is to illuminate, radiate the worlds. But not just to radiate, but radiate because we said the kav is a line; it's not a circle, and as a line, it. It brings it into an internal way, which is gilu. When something is internalized, it's revealed. When something is not internalized, it's more hovering and makif and hidden, concealed. The Reish is Kav, and the beginning, the first revelation, the Kav, the beginning of the line, the first place, the first stop, so to speak, or the beginning. The point of departure of the Kav is a Chachma, is in the level of Chachma. That's the first place it, it manifests. Shehi Akeli Klolis, Chachma is the general container, Lekabel Batecha, Kinsagil Deirin Sebarachu. It's a general container to receive within it the divine revelation, the infinite light of the divine revelation. And through Chachma, through wisdom, and through wisdom, it, it, it transmits it into all of Atzilus, and also and also in the lower worlds of Biri, Yitzir, and Asiyah, and the angels, and the Shamas, and the souls, that they should have a uh, divine understanding, and and also the souls as they come down to this earth, in this world, that they should know and understand and comprehend godliness, the divine. All this, in its root of roots, is Chachma of Atzilis. comes from Chachma of Atzilis. And all this is because the kalim, the container of Atzilus, and kalim ruim and All this is because the kalim of Atzilus are containers that are worthy, that are fitting, that are tailored, that are prepared, acclimated to receive the energy, to receive the light. And the energy radiates in them, not from a distance, but in a way that that addresses itself up, internalizes, integrated, pierces within them in a revealed way. 
And through that, and through this, the, the revelation also comes into the worlds of Biyah, as he said, into the Biyah. So we finish chapter 6. I'll read the summary. And we'll stop here. That's great. So the summary of chapter 6 is, uh, is like this. And that's why the Kalim affect and impact the energies that that through them should be from them should be from them should be the creation the bringing into existence the mitzis of substance the existence of substance the energies rule and govern the containers. Leah's bitl hayesh. For there to be bitl hayesh, that the yesh's bottle is sublimated and subjugated to the iris. As we said, the verse that wisdom strengthens the wise man. That's because because these these containers are containers for this energy. Because the energy within the containers is completely dressed up in an internalized, integrated way and revealed and is revealed, as we said. And this is that through Atsilas is the interface reveals the divine, the divine also in the world, the lower worlds. And the beginning, the root, the opening, the ratios, the head of the revelation, meaning the beginning and opening of it is from the level of Chachma. There you have the beginning of the revelation of the Kav, of the thread. Kav Chut, the thread, the, the line and the thread of light that, that bring, draws light from before the Tzimtzum into existence. So we're stopping here. We did chapter six, page page ten, and we will continue next chapter uh, chapter seven, page eleven. Great.